We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Yeah. He's got some. Episode one one nine. Hey, unspoken words. Uh, hey, hey. Do How was the test run? Okay, you guys ready? All right, I warmed up for real now. All right, let's do it for real. Wichita, <laughs> mother fathers. Wichita, mother fathers. I keep saying that at work, man. And I was like, man, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> this goes out to all the mother fathers. <laughs> the mother fathers, that's what you're saying? Yeah. To heck mother with you fathers. mother fathers. <laughs> all you mother fathers, get the heck out of here. Put your mother father hands in the air. Gosh darn you. And wave them like you just don't care. Wave them like you mother father don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do not feel comfortable father. saying that Man you mother fathers are funny <laughs> It's crazy bro Because every time you say it It seems like you're going to say the real thing yeah, and like, Oh man Man you mother fathers are funny <laughs> <laughs> You mother fathers is funny <laughs> Alright I better introduce He's a funny 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 mother father I better introduce you mother fathers over here to my left. On my mother fathering left. <laughs> <laughs> On my mother fathering left. All the way from L. Jesus, he's the pod. Gotti Randy B in the place to be. Number 83. All you mother fathers, what's up? <laughs> what's up to all my mother fathers in the back? <laughs> and this mother father on my right, all the way from Baba Nine No Nine No. He's your favorite Indian, JCB, your hoe in one. Say showdown, you mother father. Hey, <laughs> except no mother father and substitutes, man. No mother father and substitutes. Hey, and you know this mother father all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek and mother father in Arrow Creek. I always said the real thing. <laughs> hey, that's why I had to. <laughs> I always had to hit the beep. Hey, it's Mo Hugs, not drugs. Uh Where that pave is not real. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Oh, man, I've just been wanting to sing that little man song all week. Hey, 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 I'm hey, telling hey, you, bro, hey, don't mess hey, with that. It's a little too powerful. <laughs> I know. I almost started singing it earlier when we were smudging. I was like, oh, I better knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much medicine right now. <laughs> Get they too do that sacred. in the <laughs> 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 Why did they do that then? <laughs> Because it's mother fathering hot. <laughs> it's, it's the mother fathering noises. <laughs> uh, oh. Hey, interesting fact. So, you guys were talking about Mount Everest last week, correct? Mm-hmm. Part of your bucket list. And so, 
as of November 2022, 310 people have died while attempting to climb Mount Everest. The majority of the dead are still on the mountain. Some of the bodies have never been found. Some, uh, some severe as grim markers along the route. And some are only exposed years later when the weather changes. Remember that? that Crazy. That one. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember what the heck the name of this some movie is. It's, um, oh, Vertical Limit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one with uh, Sylvester Stallone? No, no, that's Cliffhanger. No. True that, true that. True. Uh, no, the one I'm talking about is that um, Robin. Uh, remember he was Robin on Batman and Robin? Val Kilmer. No, well, no, 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 no. He's like that pretty boy. Yeah, that, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, his I sister, I remember, remember his sister takes a group up there and then they get stranded, so they go up there. Yeah. But that one guy's wife was up there that whole time. And then when they had that avalanche, then that's when she was exposed, and she was still basically like preserved, just standing there, like she just like froze yesterday. Dang! Holy smoke! So that maybe that's where they got that kind of idea, because I heard that too. I heard yeah. I've heard that there's like people like because you can't go up there and bring them down. Yeah, it'd be too risky. Yeah, that's what. Um, wasn't there a native? No, there wasn't, huh? No, you said there was a native that went that, up there, and the body they just had to leave the body there. Oh, for real. No, that was what I read last week. Remember though about oh. the native wanting to go up there, being wanting to be the first uh, native up there on yeah. Mount Everest. Uh huh. <clears throat> but Man. that kind of makes sense. I wonder how cold it is up there. Man, that's probably f- mother fathering cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's how cold it is. Mother fathering cold. Cold as a mother father. <laughs> <laughs> it's colder than a mother father. <laughs> uh, I want to try, bro. But man, I'm going to say the real thing. I know I will. I'll slip up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's colder than a mother father. <laughs> Baloney. Um, interesting facts. You were gonna read something, or what oh, was yeah, it? What's yeah, going yeah, on? I got it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me okay. So, um, dang. Did you watch any NBA last night? I haven't been able to get on NBA lately. Oh, I man. started to watch the Celtics, but man, that got boring real quick. For real? Yeah. Was yeah, like I was watching Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta and same thing. Atlanta and Suns, man. Atlanta whooped them. Man, everybody was hitting. For Atlanta? Yeah, every mother father was hitting. <laughs> All those mother fathers was hitting. Okay. <laughs> right, here's some, here's some uh, fun little facts to kind of get your juices flowing. Every mother father and their daughter was hitting last night. <laughs> Even the mother, father, and manager. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear this mother, father, and shit or what? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't this in the air. Hey, hey, hey. This is a family show. I told you I shouldn't. Family Man, show. I can't, I, can't, I can't do it halfway. <laughs> can't half-ass. Can't half-ass. Gotta go both cheeks. Both cheeks. All right, check this out. Okay. I can't even get my glasses off. Mother, father, and glasses. Mother, and glasses. Okay. First fun fact, hell is real. There's an actual village in southern Norway named Hell. However, it may not be true to its name. The weather in Hell is consistently below 20 degrees Celsius with lows dropping to negative temperatures. Hmm. What is 20? 20 degrees Celsius? It's like 70, isn't it? Uh... 
What is like the Celsius thing? I think like it's you multiply it by two and then add 32. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. 20 degrees Celsius is what? That sounds like a mother, father, and lie. 68 degrees Fahrenheit. See, what did I say? 70. (laughs) It's got to be mother, father, and true then. (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. In some parts of... Check this out. In some parts of Texas, it is illegal to cuss in front of a dead person. What? What? You can't swear in front of a corpse in Texas. In Reno, possession and... Oh, in Reno, possession and distribution of sex toys is also illegal. That took a left turn. That took a huge <laughs> left turn. It's in the same paragraph. What? <laughs> Reno's not even in Texas, bro. No. What? Texas. You can't. You're Unless, Texas. I mean, I've never been to Texas. Maybe there is a Reno, Texas, but... Only if there, two things come out of Texas. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta say it. And, but it, oh. And one of them isn't sex toys because they're illegal. Mm. Anyway, you can't swear in front of dead people. <laughs> okay, check this out. All right, here's <laughs> here's, here's one for you. Um, okay. People have tried to sue God. Huh? Again, it sounds like one of the made up funny facts, but people have actually filed lawsuits against God for reasons you can't imagine. Negligence, failure to keep people away from the devil, and unharm other harmful acts are um, other harmful acts of God are quoted in most of these cases. What? So I mean, imagine they got thrown out. I, it doesn't say anything about that. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, how can you? Yeah. Like, what suing for what? Like, which court would you go to to sue God? Yeah. Oh no, people aren't dumb. <laughs> well, that kind of goes without saying, but like, yeah, the mother fathers are dumb. But like, okay, so even if you, okay, first of all, what are you going to sue him for? And second, even if you win, who do you collect it from? True. I don't know. That yeah. just Rand, Randy already said it, man. People are dumb. That's dumber than a motherfucker. <laughs> dumber than the motherfucker. Hey, here. check this out. <laughs> check it, here's here's one for you. <laughs> Uranus was first named George. <laughs> Uranus. I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Uranus. When George, huh? When William Herschel first name di- used to be George. <laughs> when William Herschel first discovered the planet in 1781, the English astronomer named it Georgium Sidus, in honor of King George III. Huh. So Uranus wasn't always Uranus. It was George. Huh. That that was his mother, father, and name, <laughs> George. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A man once wore 60 shirts and nine pairs of jeans to the airport to avoid extra fees. In a flight from China to Africa, a man wore 60 shirts and nine pairs of jeans because he didn't want to pay for extra baggage. He wore it throughout an 11-and-a-half-hour flight. Dang. There's some chafing going on there. So they let him, like 11? 11, huh? Nine pairs of jeans and 60 shirts. 60 shirts? That's what it says, bro. (laughs) Obviously, that's not illegal. I mean, that... It just reminds you of like on a Christmas story and Ralphie's little brother. He's like, I can't put my arms down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he fell down and he couldn't get up. Yeah. He probably ruined them. Yeah. They're all stretched out. Yeah. 
Like the pants, I'm assuming he's wearing the same pants size. It's all, all those pants. Like you, yeah. I mean, at some point, you can't even button those pants. Nine pairs? He probably just, yeah, I don't know. Not, I mean, I don't know. I wonder how much the fees were. I mean, that much. Yeah. Huh. Why, I mean, why couldn't he put on like half of that and then do a carry-on for the rest? Maybe he already had his carry-on oh, yeah. accounted for. Gotta have the snacks. Gotta have them Gotta snacks. Gotta have the snacks, man. <clears throat> okay, check this one out. Carrots can turn you orange. Oh, like... like- if you eat three large carrots a day for several weeks, the increased beta carotene in your blood could turn your skin orange. I believe it. Oompa Loompa style. I remember. How many? A, it says three large carrots a day for several weeks. Whatever several weeks is. I mean, three, huh. four. Huh. I mean, five. Sounds mother fathering true. Okay, a couple more. How about uh, cows hate country music? How so? You'd think that cows would vibe with country music, but it's actually not the case. According to research, cows produce 3% less milk when listening to country music. With classical music, their milk milk production increased with one particular cow making one liter more milk than usual. However, with country music, 44 cows were observed to yield 3% less. Huh. I wonder... I mean... My thoughts are just going to like, who in the first place was like, yeah, let's drink cow milk. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, that kind of question comes up a lot for me. Like, who the who's the first one to drink? Who's the mother father that drank the milk first? And goat milk. And what else do they milk? Almond milk. Uh, who ha- hamsters? Nut milk. <laughs> who Nut pulled milk? on the almond udders? <laughs> Almond udders <laughs> <laughs> Who put on that Oatmeal udders <laughs> <laughs> Well you know what they say You milk a cow You get a gallon of milk You milk a bull You got a friend for life A, one, oh. a man once legally Changed his name For losing a bet What did he change it to? After losing a drunken poker bet a New Zealand man had his name legally changed to Full Metal Havoc, more sexy and intelligent than Spock and all the superheroes combined with Frost Nova. What? Oh, what did they call him for short? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this mother father. <laughs> this mother father. This mother father with all his names and shoes. After five years, the name was approved by the government. Now all 99, all 99 characters of his new name are on his government documents. Dang. What kind of bet was that? Uh, right, we got to talk about that bet that we got going on, bro. Which bet is that? The Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly, Eagles, fly. That's why I was laughing at that video you sent me. On the road like, to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Oh, yeah, it was like a mass yeah. in New Jersey. Were the whole mass, even the priest was singing that Eagles fight song. So anyway, what are the terms of this bet? Okay. Why don't you tell the unspoken words disciples? If if, if I don't turn this off, I'm going to keep staring at it. But I I know. Okay, so Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl, what is it, 57? Uh Uh-huh. And these two have already kind of jumped on the – I know we got Mo Hugs. He's 
Huge Eagles fan. That's his team. Yeah. And we got Pod Gotti over here. His team is the Broncos, and they're arch rivals with the Chiefs. So he jumped on that. Yes, sir. And, of course, me being me, I got to, you know, put a little conflict in everything. Devil's advocate, go against the grain, that kind of thing. Uh-huh, because you're that type of mother father. Because <laughs> I am that mother father right there. And so I'll go for the Chiefs. And so we were like, yeah, okay. Boo. We were like, okay, so we'll make uh, – Josiah was like, all right, what do you want to bet? What do you want to lose? And I'm like, okay, money is eh, – that's one thing. But okay, I figure the terms of this bet are the loser – Uh-huh. The loser uh-huh. has to <laughs> this mother father. Shut up! Just a mother father admit it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, loser got to sing the winner's choice song, at least a verse and a one chorus. All right. Uh, so I'm down. But- acapella. Yep. You got to bring the lyrics. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll bring, I'll bring the lyrics. I mean, I'll bring the lyrics. I'll, I'll, when, when I when you want in on this too, right? What's that? To sing, I love to sing already. Yeah. So you're so home, so okay. Home on the range. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Where the mother fathers play. <laughs> so if you guys, both of you, you two win, then I have to sing two different songs. And is that the thing? Sure. Or like your pick and your pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or All you right. can pick. So if is a big if. Capital I, capital F. If. If. Quotation marks. <laughs> if the Chiefs win, you can pick a song for each of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know where I got the air mark, air quotations? Huh? You guys watch You People? No. I think it's really funny. You guys got to watch it. It's on Netflix. You People? Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm thinking... When I win, I'll have you guys do a duet. Manifest it. Oh, we always do duets. I put your picture away. Put hey, the picture hey. away. <laughs> I can't look at you while you. I'm lying next, next to, to her. her. That's very well done. Very well done. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. Man, I'll sing anyway. I'll just be singing because the Eagles won. Chiefs don't stand a chance. So here's my spiel on that. If you are a native and you are a Chiefs fan, then you are perpetuating stereotypes <laughs> and appropriation of Native American culture. So see the light. Come cheer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, this mother father has spoken. No, it's my turn, mother fathers. <laughs> Well, I will do. Well, I will agree with many of the things my brother has said. I just want you to know that that's propaganda, <laughs> and that if you want to be on the winning side, perhaps just this once, you should throw all self-respect out the window <laughs> and start doing the Tommy Hawk chop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the prerequisite song that goes along with it. What's the prerequisite? You just sang it. Oh, that one? Chant. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh, uh, I know that's so stupid. Uh, that used to irk me. The oh, fun fact. The chant? Yeah. The Seminole Nation um, actually supports like FSU and their, what they do. 
Yeah, I think they got permission from them, though. Yeah, yeah I mean... Because I yeah. don't think there's anything offensive because the Seminoles are in Florida. Yeah, so, like, the FSU, Florida State University, they actually consulted with the local tribe, and yeah. a lot of, like, their symbolism and their designs came from the tribe. Yeah. So, but they still do that tomahawk chop and sing that song. Um Maybe it originated with the Seminoles. I don't know. If you're a Seminole and you're listening to us, holla at us. I like they to do. Know. So even like the Braves used to do that. The Chiefs, mm-hmm. the I Indians. Think, I think it's just like a generic kind of native. Um, because yeah. they're all natives. I think that actual oh <laughs> that came from the like spaghetti Seminole. westerns. Yeah, because well, like remember they have that generic drum <clears throat> drum beat too. Like, <laughs> what's a spaghetti western? Just this like is that. a western that was made in Italy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. like they, like those natives on there were like actually like Jewish folk, and they're speaking like Yiddish. Hey, I told you you guys did, um, about that one on Real Engines that documentary about that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. those Navajo people. Yeah. And they hired them. They were actual Navajo. Uh, Members and they, and they spoke their own language, but of course you know they're gonna put the subtitles, whatever they're supposed, whatever to the be. script said, yeah, whatever the script said. But then they come to find out they were saying, talking shit about those people. <laughs> yeah, we had this years. conversation. And yeah, we, then we went into how Kevin Costner is speaking from a woman's verbiage point of view. Oh yeah, that's on, right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of dances, woes. Oh yeah, your guy is a shaman. Holy smokes, that guy was going around being a medicine man, huh? Yeah. Folk is, uh, his focus was sexual healing. Really? No, I don't know. Oh. I mean, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm really? not here to steal your girl. I'm here to heal your girl. <laughs> That's really weird. I know there's a meme on face page it's a west study and he's like standing there shirtless and he's all sweaty and then that's what it says underneath it <laughs> like uh john redcorn john redcorn who's that remember he's on king of the hill he's like uh i don't know like a oh just a a healer oh is he yeah and he's always with that one dude's <laughs> wife because <laughs> she 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 says she has headaches, and oh. so that dude leaves her leaves her alone with that native guy. <laughs> Here she ended up like her kid is dark skin and has dark hair. Oh, and it's that girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that I've only seen like like I haven't seen enough to know all the characters' names, but I've seen enough episodes of uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember one time we were playing uh, um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Remember they have what's that what's that guy's name on there? Which one? They they got a native character on there in Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, is it Nighthawk? Something like that. Yeah, Blackhawk or it was, huh? Redhawk. The native guy with the feathers. Yeah, and, and he has he's got axe. the tomahawks and stuff. Yeah, I don't know his name though. <clears throat> but anyway, we started playing it, and my daughter was like, "Oh, look, it's Johnny Redcorn." <laughs> <laughs> I got King of the Hill. <laughs> Johnny Redcorn <laughs> it looks like Johnny Redcorn. <laughs> Jonathan Redcorn. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Redcorn. <clears throat> no soul. That's my uh, professional name, Jonathan Redcorn. Jonathan Redcorn, please come to the announcer's booth. What would his initials <laughs> be? Your, your kid, your child, <laughs> has a gift for you. Well, you forgot your name, so when you get here, tell us. 
I don't even know how we got into all that. <laughs> I yeah. tried to backtrack and say, what the heck were we talking about? You're talking about the guy on uh, the red corn guy. No, before that. <laughs> no, well, we're talking about uh, the Seminoles. The Seminoles. What's his name? Smiles a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, smiles a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. his sexual healing. His healing powers. Uh, no, I've heard about this guy like several years back, maybe three, two, three years back, like just reports on through different circles. Of natives like talking about him, you know, oh, the mux and telegraph. Yeah. Saying, hey, you guys Smoke watch signals. out. You guys don't go to his events and he's just a predator and all this. So, what did he used to do? Just have like events all over? Like the healings, whatever? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, I believe like he'd like go to conferences and be a speaker. Yeah. But then like he just, you know, the old trying to hook up and snag and, but then like he was targeting like, Younger and younger. He, he kind of looks kind of crazy, though. I know. I think that because tats. Yeah. This is kind of crazy. Not even just his tats, but like, yeah, I don't know. Something off about him. But in that thing where they got him today, he said he had six wives. Five. Five? Well, that's what I keep reading. Maybe he just like has a sexual addiction. There's something up there. There's something wrong. Yeah. Something looks off with them, huh? Yeah. Because, like, I was looking at, like, the when he was in the movie and then to, like, his picture today. And usually, like, when you look at people, they can kind of tell. Hey, where? Uh, it's all over the internet machine. Huh. He What's has, like, three that? tattoos right here like coming down from his mouth. But, like, from, I mean, usually when you look at someone's, like, kid photo, you're like, oh, yeah, that's him. And, like, looking at their adult photo. Be like, oh yeah, but the, but that doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't even look like him. But then, um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember I was telling you I heard about that same thing. Like you said, yeah, through the smoke signals a couple of years ago. Yep. And I think yeah, finally caught up to him. But he's like living in Vegas. Last I heard, he was in Canada. Yeah, maybe maybe that's where one of his wives are from. From the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> Last of the Mohicans. Oh no! I know. And then so, like, he's all jacked up, and then wind in his hair. Come to find out, I mean, he goes to Chimawa and cusses out all these kids. Is like, man, there's like some terrible misrepresentation. Yeah, he barely got a word out, and then. I told you guys this story. Yeah, like he said a hoe. I mean, I, and, yeah, he said a hoe, and then a couple of us recognized that. Yeah. yeah. Because, but in his language, I think he's Omaha or something like that. Omaha, Omaha. Peyton Manning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's hello in his language, but, of course, in ours, it's thank you. Yeah. And, we, you know, nobody started, like, you know, just busting out laughing, like, loud, loud they just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of that rippled through the audience, and he caught that right away, and then just boom, like whatever he was gonna say, just completely abandoned it. Dang, maybe that's what he was gonna come to do anyway, just to kind of <clears throat> just come and <clears throat> cuss you guys out, just be degrading. Yeah, maybe that's what like the what leadership at the Chamawa was like. Yeah, go in there and cuss these guys out, man. He's some bad mother fathers. I don't know. Do you think? I don't know, man. Something probably had something to do with like the dances with Dove's Juju. Blame it on Kevin Costner, then. I know. 
Could be. That's too, huh? But that's kind of, that's true, though, because we had a Native guy come, um, and he kind of had, like, a meltdown on the students. <laughs> <laughs> like a public meltdown, you know? Like, yeah, uh, I like that. I like that. Like a Native, he was a Native entertainer, but he kind of... Yeah, he got pissed when he threw one of those, like, water bottles at the students, bro. Because at first he was, like, he was, like, waving, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You told the story before. Yeah, and then, like, he threw, like, the water, and one of those kids got mad and threw it back at him. Yeah, (laughs) like, it was crazy. Yeah, I know, because I think, yeah, I remember, like, in when I was in high school, I think we were talking about the same native artist. He was here in Billings and, like, doing a performance, and, like, he came out, and that was the first thing he did. I guess he was, he just came out. Like jumped on this little tiny stage and started rapping, and he had a water bottle and he was like, psh, yeah. throwing it all over the crowd. And I was kind of standing towards the back, and that threw me off. Was like, so was that supposed to be part of the show, or what? What was going on there? Like just some kind of gimmick? Yeah, well, I think it is part of the show, but I just kind of yeah, just not went out the. Deep I think end. he wasn't a season back then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of just now getting his shows like. Maybe it yeah, seemed I mean, like a good idea at the yeah. time. Huh? Yeah, he was just trying to maybe try to bring energy, but just yeah. go overboard. Like I could see like doing that <laughs> where you're like in the middle of your performance or towards the end. Yeah, like when everybody's in there. everybody's hyped and you're like doing a popular song, and you're like ah, and you're like spraying water, and everybody's like ah. <laughs> first thing a squirt, ah. squirt to the face straight out the gate, huh? Ah. Not even just a squirt, just a whole freaking water bath, <laughs> yeah, just a wave. <laughs> Up there acting like, I didn't bring her change clothes. <laughs> this mother father thinks he's a priest. Yeah. I kind of would have liked to see that. You ever been in a mass and like where remember they dipped that ball thing and like they sprinkled the water? Yeah. They really get like hit with a bunch of big splash in your face. <laughs> yeah. And you're start start sizzling. Melting. <laughs> I'm melting. Oh, the only one that laughed. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, though? I said, you started sizzling. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a mother, father, and fat joke? I'm just kidding. Now, I think we're warmed up. You guys ready to get into it? Yes, sir. Do this, Dan. All right, all right, all right. So, DJ, if you are ready, why don't you hit me with that? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. So we're in episode 119, first episode of February. We're going into the second tradition. The second well-briety tradition tonight, and that is going to be our topic. And I'll go ahead and read this and give a little bit of my reflection, and I'll throw it over here to the Podgotti and your favorite Indian. So here we go. Uh, Second tradition of well-briety. Our leaders are to conduct themselves as servant leaders. We we lead by serving the people. And early on uh, in recovery, uh, guys that six-month mark and started uh, talking circles with the help of Belling's First Church and a few a few other people. Um, uh, I really started throwing myself into these Wellbriety teachings and trying to learn as much as I could um, because I felt like, you know, Wellbriety was what was about it brought to me that was going to help me stay 
sober and eventually, you know, learning about the Red Road and um, walking the Red Road. And so when I came across the <clears throat> second tradition, read that, I was like, man, I, I, uh, that resonated with my soul. I was like, yeah, 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 I like that. I like that because um, <clears throat> I like that kind of leadership where, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to go dig this ditch. And then after the leader, the manager, whoever, the supervisor says that, he grabs a shovel and says, let's go. And everybody jumps down there and starts digging the ditch. I was like, that's what I visualize as opposed to, you know, the leader, the supervisor, the manager says, all right, go dig that ditch. And then stands up there on the hill and smokes cigarettes and watches you while you dig the ditch. I hate that. Like, I'd be in a ditch digging, looking at them, this mother father. I'm going to hit him with my shovel. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's the yeah. that's the kind of visual that I had. Um, and so I was like, okay, okay, I know what to do. I was going to, you know, I got to devote myself to this movement, this, uh, this talking circle, this recovery, and just keep on serving. Um, and then, you know, as you look in the good book, and look at Yeshua, Jesus, you know, that he's a servant. And, like, that's not what the people were looking for at that time, but that's what his mission was, was to serve the people. <clears throat> and so, like, these other examples of that, and I think about um, supervisors are people that in my life that I look up to that were servant leaders, and I was like, okay, that's what I need to do. This is what needs to happen because I'm not doing it for anybody else. Come, What I came to find out was that I'm not doing it for anybody else. <clears throat> I'm doing it for myself. Like, I'm showing up to the talking circle because it's supposed to happen at 7.30 every Thursday night for me, for my recovery. Even if nobody shows up, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be there. And so that's what the... You know, that that that's what developed as I kept showing up, as I kept and showing up for my recovery. I'm going to go to this A meeting or I'm going to go to this speaker meeting or I'm going to have coffee with this person that's struggling with addiction. Not for them. Uh, ultimately, I hope they benefit from this or the people at that meeting benefit. But for ultimately for me, because it's going to benefit me. It's taking me out of that old selfish mode old um manipulation mode that kept me in addiction it was taking me out out of that outside of myself and being available for others where when i was in my addiction i was all about me and i blamed everything on everybody else and so like that plays even into like some of my heroes as i was growing up or how i viewed them like mj michael jordan like I, you know, like I feel like I felt like when I was coming up, like he encompassed that. Um, whether that's true, I don't know. I wasn't in the locker rooms and I didn't play those games with him. Uh, but that's kind of how I seen him um, coming up. And I guess that's kind of why uh, that's how I, I guess I still view him and idolize him in that manner. But with that... I'll end my spiel there and passing on over to these two gentlemen. They're just chomping at the bit, these mother fathers. <laughs> spiel. Go ahead, spiel. That's your go, right? Spiel your gut. 
I don't know, like, <clears throat> man, my eyes keep, they're not stabilized yet, so. Oh, yeah, your surgery. Like, I have a hard time looking, but this is, like, I have to read this. It says, you there when it's right, better be there when it's dark. You wasn't there for the ride. Don't be there when I park. Mm. Mm. But it's kind of like, like when I think about, like, leaders, it's kind of like those ones that are willing to, to get in the ditch with you and help you dig the ditch, right? Like, leaders lead by example. I know, like, when I got into, like, like ministry and stuff, I, I think, like, from my perspective, that's, that's really all it is. Serving is leading by example. Um, we've all had those a-hole bosses that you kind of, uh, <laughs> that you described perfectly, right? Yeah. Like you were talking about those guys that stand on a hill smoking a cigarette and tell you what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys are anything like me, but I hate working with somebody like that. Ooh. That sits there and bust your, bust your behind and, yeah. you know, expects you to get dirty, expects you to get sweaty. Like all this stuff, but they're not willing to get in there with you. Yeah. Um. So I think I've always aspired like to be a leader that leads by example. Even even when you're preaching a message, I want to preach a message that I've learned how to conquer, learned how to, you know what I mean? Like learned how to have authority over, right? That way you, you know the direction that you're going. I know where I'm going. I know, you know, um, but I think a, a good leader first knows how to follow. Mm. Um, and that's the person that's always, that's willing to take somebody else's vision and operate to the best of their capability mm. until they're entrusted with their own mm. um leaders get out and do they don't say you know yeah and i think like for me when i got into ministry it was never with the intention of being a leader it was just more like man i want to be in a place where i can heal and the way that i do that was kind of similar to like what you were saying like you made it to the point to be at all these functions because that's what that was what you were doing mm -hmm. and ultimately you had a vision and that vision came to fruition right mm -hmm. and now it's like a well-oiled machine yeah and that's because of your vision like you led by example and now people are coming to line up with you you know yeah and <clears throat> but i think like for a lot of us like we don't realize like being a leader is tough Ooh. It's being there when nobody else is willing to show up. Yeah. It's staying after when everybody else went home. Mm -hmm. It's shoveling sidewalks. It's cleaning bathrooms. It's like doing all this private stuff that we don't think about. Because yeah. I know like for me, when I first envisioned leaders, I would see these speakers and everything. I'd be like, man, like that's awesome. But the more that I started to grow, like, one thing that one of my friends told me back in 2015, eight years ago, mm -hmm. still sticks with me today. What he said was, your luxury with God in private, the platform is a luxury of your relationship with God in private. Mm. And what I took that to mean back then was like, the more intimate I get with God, the more that he would promote me. No. Not that it was about me being promoted, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where you get more responsibility. You get more, you know. Um, and I think like now, like even the way that I operate, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Who are those people that are doing the intangibles? Mm -hmm. Who's showing up? Who's throwing out the trash? Who's, you know, pouring salt on the sidewalk when there's ice? Those are who your leaders are. Yeah. 
And I think for far too long, like us, man, especially natives, we look at people who are leading and we don't realize the work that they put in to be in that position. True. Um, I've seen a couple meetings, especially in a church where like, there's all these people that they're called leaders. And I'm like, man, like, you guys aren't, though. There's no <laughs> job. You guys don't work. You don't do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one function where there was like, man, there are like 20 people up on a platform. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> we become thirsty for attention no matter the age. We become, you know what I mean? And every one of them had a mic. <laughs> yeah, it's almost kind of like, remember the, the when the original Kings of Comedy yeah, are making yeah, fun yeah. of everybody on, with the, on the All stage? All those rappers, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of how it is. Like, And I've learned like to stay away from those types of people. You know, the ones that are hungry for power. Because it shows me that they don't have the right intention in leading. Yeah. True. The ones that I pay attention to are those ones that are willing to stay planted, even yeah. when things get tough. Willing to dig deep even when things get tough. I think even for me, that's the kind of person that I aspire, aspire to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that's really what it's about. Like, being a leader. Like, I know I didn't wake up today and be like, man, I want to lead, but it's just like, just goes day in and day out. Yeah. Day in, day out, doing the things that nobody else does. Yeah. I think, like, for me, that that is what a leader is. Mm. Uh, Servant G- first. Ah, <clears throat> uh, JC. Yeah, um, when, when I first started, <laughs> it's kind of weird, when I first started thinking about this, I I kind of thought, you know, well, I'm, I'm not a leader. I just want to help, right? Yeah. And then as the more I thought about it, I'm like, but that is kind of what we're talking about, right? Servant like, leader. Yeah, like 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 helping out, doing my part. And then you said like leading by example. And and I thought, well, I mean, that's what I'm doing. So if you want to call that a leader, okay. But I, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't really feel like I'm leading anything. I just, other than, you know, hey, this is what's working for me and this is what I'm doing. Mm. This is how I'm trying to show my gratitude and my uh, willingness yes, and all that other stuff. And so I kind of went around in circles. Yeah, but I'm not a leader. Yeah, but I do this. But yeah, but I'm not a leader. But yeah, I do this. You know, and so I don't know. I just kind of ran myself in circles. And then I kind of, you know, I went I went more tradish on this one. Like thinking back to um, uh, our ancestors and the way that their societies were, yeah. were functioned. And mm. it might not be true for all tribes because all tribes are different. But like even in just this basic area, like I guess for lack of a better term, it would be Plains Indians. Mm-hmm. Right? Like um, uh, the leaders were chosen and an elder might be able to, this is my interpretation. Elders might be, one of our elders might be able to explain it better than I could. But my interpretation is, is that leaders were chosen because they had quote unquote medicine, right? What we call medicine, you know, um, that throughout their lives that they always had, uh, they were able to provide, they were fortunate when they went hunting uh-huh. and, and providing for their family and for their people. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, you know, of course, there's the the, the warfare part of it, um, being able to go through all that and keep your keep your people intact, right? Yeah. You're not just going to get a bunch of dudes and go out there and, oh, man, we lost Randy, but that's all right. You know, we came back, you know, and we've got all Casualty these... Casualty of war. Casualty of war. No, you, you, <laughs> your medicine was, was revered when you came back with everybody. Yeah. Right? And so, and to me, that... That it takes real leadership and it takes good decision making skills and it takes you know I'm not gonna lose anybody on this yeah because it's not about me 
And so those leaders were had been living that life of servitude until they reached an age to where the people were like, okay, we 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 tr- we entrust our um our our people to this this individual. Yeah. And now you see that uh like leaders again, quote unquote leaders in this country, it's all about, well, I can do this, I can do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Put me up there in this ivory tower and I'll make things change for you. But at the same time, how can you sit up there and look down on people and say, I'm going to do what's best for you when you're not down there? Yeah. Right? Like, if you're not down there digging the ditch, then how do you know what's good for me when I'm the one doing the work or I'm the one down there suffering or whatever the case may be? Yeah. So that that's how it falls in line with me. Like, And you, you guys already said it, and I, I try not to go down that path but i mean that's what it comes back down to is like like a servant leader is just that like they don't consider themselves to be anything other than one of the people and saying i'm willing to do my part and if you trust me enough to follow and you like what i'm doing then come on but i'm not gonna tell you what to do yeah i'm not gonna you know try to coerce you into things or lie to you and make promises um, we're just going to do the best that we can and I'll do my part and, and hopefully you follow. But to me, it's like, it's like, it's about integrity and you touched on it earlier. It's like coming early, staying late, doing things that nobody knows about. Right. And not for any kind of personal glory, but for the glory of the whole. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it's, it's not, it for, just needs to be done. It needs to be done. Not because of something that I'll get out of it, but because of what it does for those around me. And I think that's where this comes into play. And there's something to be said about all that because of the f- feeling that it gives me, like, right? Like to go out there and, and there's been times when I, when I was running the Sunday meeting and there was a lot of times when nobody would show up. And, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and I'd be like, okay, well, I came. I was here just in case somebody showed up. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it again because you never know who might need you on that particular day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So... Um, sometimes it was disheartening, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I needed to do that for me just as much as I needed to do it for anybody else. Yeah. It gets you out of self. Yeah. It gets you. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's mm-hmm. another good, good reason to, too, is like, um, not to open up this little can of worms either, but I really do need that too. Like to get out of my own head. Right. For sure. Like, you know, and, and really, it's 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 humbling too, you know. Trying to yeah. trying to uh, think of myself as oh yeah, I get to run the meeting and I'm gonna chair that and I'm gonna call the shots and blah blah. No man, I'm just going in there and kind of starting things off. And is it not a different mindset though, huh? It is a different mindset because I think one is more what am I gonna get out of it rather than what can I give others. Yeah, and yet you're almost you're doing the same thing, like. It's just I think what your intentions and what your how you go about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it just boils down to intentions. Like if you're going into it, like I run this meeting, and you're like, you're prideful, and you're like, I'm like, you get glory, glorify yourself for there it. There you go. And then you go around, talk, go around town, and like, yeah, I run that meeting, I chair that meeting. That's my meeting. That's my meeting. Yeah, there's like, um. 
there's like 20 people that come to this meeting where when I first started running it, there was only about five. And look what I did. because of me. Look yeah. what I did. I brought all those people in. And they come because, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, so rather than, you know, I'm just there to help and and, and facilitate. And I think that's the, that's kind of like one of the telling signs, though, right, of somebody who's not ready for um, to be a leader, I guess. True. Designated a leader is by their, kind of like their thirst for power. Yeah. I've always kind of shied away from people who always wanted, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like they can't, I'm perfectly fine not saying or not doing anything in the church service. Mm. I'm perfectly fine, like, just sitting back. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Versus, like, seeing people who are like, I got to testify. Yeah, I got to go up there and get the mic. I got to go sing a song. I got to go, like, yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah, 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 So that the spotlight's on them, right? Like, but yeah. really, man, at the end of the day, it's like, man, are you out here outside doing what you learned in the church? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're learning how to worship. You're learning how to pray. You're learning how, like, doing all this. Are you taking those techniques that you're learning and applying them outside? Yeah. You know? I think that's the mark of a true leader. Yep. And it's got to be filled with humility. So got to be like us. It's crazy. <laughs> no, no, but Friday I walked in here right down in the very bottom and there was one person and it was the guy that started the function. Uh-huh. And he was there like making sure and mopping. So yeah. it's like in my mind, I'm like, man, like that's awesome. But I see all like all this Facebook stuff, like everybody being proud. And then I look and I'm like, man, it's just this guy mopping here. Yeah. He's mopping. He's putting the chairs away. He washed the dishes. Yeah. And it's like, where's everybody else at? Where's everybody else that took pictures? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like my hat went off to the guy. I'm like, man, like that's dope, man. Keep it up. Hell yeah. You know? And Real so, soldier. And it, and it really goes to say that anybody could be, anybody can lead in that way. You can always be a leader like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're really truly not, um, in all honesty, not looking for any kind of glory or any kind, I like that word too, the, the glorifying. If you're not looking for glory or, um, oh, you just said one too that I liked, uh, power, yeah, or recognition or anything like that, then you can leave power, oh, power, wonder working power in the blood, in the blood of the land, of the land. <laughs> Always a classic. Now you're getting pretty good there, Randy. <laughs> you seem kind of light up too. Uh, but um, yeah, so I mean like because I think about like a lot of people um, and these people are indigenous people and, and mm. the way they talk, like it's all about I. Yeah. I. I did this, and oh, did you see what I did, and I did, and like, in our way, that's not, to me, I like, the way I was taught, that that's not the right way to go about it. True. I mean, true, we're not true, supposed true. to do that. It's not good. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, I mean, we shouldn't have to. Yeah. I think is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, because, I mean, your, your uncles, your clan uncles, your biological uncles are the ones that are supposed to sing your praise. Yeah, but I mean, I see so many people that, that, that do that. Yep. And 
and it kind of goes back to what you were just now talking about. Like, okay, where are you when our people are really hurting? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. Like, and what are you doing to affect the world around you, starting with your immediate surroundings, which is wherever you hang your hat or whatever, however you want to put it. Yeah. And and I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and, you know, get all self-righteous and sanctimonious, <laughs> you know, like I ain't bad. Try, yeah. And I ain't trying to act bad or anything because <laughs> I was guilty of the same thing before. Like I've never really felt comfortable like singing my own praises, but yeah. at the same time, I could often criticize others for their wrongdoing, knowing full well that I'm pulling some shit in the background too. Yeah. Like that's the way I was. So I'm not going to mm. sit here and, you know, let myself off the hook. But never mind what I used to do. It's like, mm-hmm. what are we doing now today to try to improve things? Because I believe and I feel that if you are not affecting positive change yeah, where it's needed, then you ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, that's about the most blunt way I can put it. And that's the only way I want to put it because yeah. sometimes it frustrates me. And I think it does. Because my eyes have been opened and I realize like how terrible I was. Yeah. And then now it's like, man, I want others to just, you know, um, be more positive. And yet you can't make anybody do that. Yeah. And I think, and that's something I got to let go too. It's like, I, I can't, I mean, you can't shame people into doing something. You can't force people or like I said, coerce or. You know, those it's up to them. Yeah, every person has to make their own choices. So I have to let that go, like, because it really kind of, I see that and I hear about it. And then I, you know, all this, um, this bravado and, and, and trying to act the opposite of whatever humble is, you know? Um, Prideful. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it kind of, like, man, I, I, I was wrong for so long. And now I I want other people to you know okay this isn't the way so it just it's, it's frustrating humility no I think you're right on right on course um, like as you guys were talking I was just kind of thinking about like this vision like I just pictured this thing where like you know you're driving a car uh, you might not think and it's filled with people you might not think you're responsible for these other people but you are absolutely you're like all you're thinking is I'm just driving this car. I'm just driving. I'm trying to get to the store. But it's like a 16-seater van, and it's filled up. You're responsible for every single life in that car. Well, you know, and that's kind of how I seen, like, us, you know, like all of us kind of said the same thing. I just want to help. I just want to help. You know, that's been my mission ever since I was in that detox bed September 9th, 2015. It's like, I I just want to help. I want to help. And, but... Then this leadership label, leader label gets tagged on us. Healer is another one that gets tagged on oh, us. Get a healer? Yeah. Like, you guys are healers. You know, they say that about this podcast, about us. And it's like, mm-hmm. these aren't things that we shot for. So I think that's how, like, these things, people see us, like both of you guys are saying, people see us as these things, but we're just like, we just want to help. We want to help people get to the red road because we know how, awesome it is on this side um like what is it my worst day in recovery is better than my worst best day in addiction mm-hmm. um 
Because, yeah, on this side of the road, of the red road, um, things, you know, sunshines and lollipops, but I wouldn't give up this life for the life I left in addiction. Because uh, yeah. that was, you know, like we said it numerous times, just filled with despair. All around despair. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I think kind of the vibe I'm getting from you guys too, and I, I touched on it too, was that like we're just tired of self-serving leadership. Yeah. Or like, even, sick of it. And not even just leadership, just self-serving individuals too. Like if we could all just... You know, just do a little bit. Yeah. Right? Just do a little bit to to make things a little bit better. Yeah. Man, all of that added up, we'd see a drastic change. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where I know that's that's the part of it that I have to let go. But then you were kind of also touching on that paradox I found myself in is like, you know, we have people saying things about this podcast. Yeah. And I personally kind of feel like they feel kind of almost uncomfortable when they say that. Yeah. And yet that's how they see it. Like outside yeah. of us, that's how they see it. And it's weird to hear it. And it's also, it's even weirder for me to like repeat it. Like, yeah. oh, you guys really are leaders and you're doing a good job and you're healing and, you know, and this, that, and the other. And I get it. I mean, I yeah. understand it, but it's still kind of, uh, it's like awkward for me. True. 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 I, I can, I can second that awkwardness because it's like, I'm kind of more. Well, I've said it before, but like introverted, right? Like I know like a lot of what we do is public, yeah. but it's like, man, I like my private life. Oh yeah. I like like chilling, right? But then the more we go into the community too, these people like recognize us and it's like, man, like it is almost uncomfortable Yeah, because you do have like, for me, it's like, do you know, like, you know what I mean? You yeah, know yeah. how hard I struggle to get there? Like, <laughs> you know how, like, I'm barely, yeah. keep, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because we look at, like, I think, like, for me, like, I, I look at, like, what I do bad, and I know I'm good at doing bad. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, like, for me, it's hard to, like, okay, like, this is what I did. This is who I am now. I don't have to do, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, going along the lines with you guys, like, I think for me, it's, like, opportunistic people because I've seen them, and I'm, like, it didn't matter what phase of life I was in. I would always see people that, like, maybe it was something about myself, but I would see, like, somebody that was hungry for an opportunity. Yeah. Was never really loyal to the to the vision. Mm. They were just there for that season. They wanted that step up, and as soon as you weren't providing that step anymore, yeah, it was X'd out. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I... And it's like, man, okay. You learn your lesson. Yeah. True, 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 true. And I, another, you know, another thought that I had when you were talking too is like, they, all these things that, that are, you know, like for us, for example, like they say things about us and, and what, you know, the, the positive things that we're doing and everything that goes with that. But, you know, all I see, it's just us, you know, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we, I said it before, like, we're just three res kids with a, with a tape recorder and, yeah. and trying to help. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yet, you know, we get all these, um, and it's still, I still, I have a hard try, a hard time trying to articulate it because it's weird. It's still weird. But like they say all these positive things about us. And yet, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, we're just, you know, we're in there and we're telling our stories and need, you already said it, Randy, like, you know how hard it is to do that sometimes, yeah. you know, how much we had to grow and, 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 and learn and um, 
to go through that, I guess, growing pains of, about it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a lot. And to hear everything being said, which is positive, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to disregard it or, you know, say it's, you know, that I, I don't appreciate all that stuff because I absolutely yeah. do. It's just that, you know, it's it's such that, that paradox, you know, it's like this weird, I don't know. I just running, I'm talking no. in circles now. No, yeah, I feel you. Like, I mean, I was just in a meeting this week where, I, I mean, I was just attending the meeting and talking about different things and events and things that are coming up. And one of the pit persons that was attending the meeting came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, yo, I was at this training on you know, on the other side of town. And the person facilitating the training um, started talking about you guys. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, like your podcast, Unspoken Words. He said, like, was like talking you guys up. And they said the person's name. And I was like, I don't even know who this is. So, but they're like, yeah, these guys are really funny. They talk about recovery, like promoting us wow. at that training. Come out. And I was like, I don't even know who this guy is that they were talking about. And I was just kind of like, they were like looking at me for a reaction. I was kind of like, I don't know. Um, I, like, I didn't know what to say. Like, even now, like, I mean, yeah. that's cool. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And, but that's all I could say. You know, like, I didn't want like, I don't know what they were looking for like reaction i don't know like it's still weird though huh? yeah, like, yeah. it's still weird like remember like what we were saying like when we walked so one time i was walking in right here and there was a person over there that was like hey randy and i'm like man like i didn't want to be rude like, <laughs> who are you getting like not not like in no like oh yeah like, you know but like not to be disrespectful yeah not just, like in a disrespectful way but like man like where do you like in the whole my, time i'm r- racking my mind yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. my mental Rolodex is going, like, who is this, who is this, who is this? Like, can you, can, can you say your name? Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I, th- <laughs> I think it's a, a huge, uh, leadership is kind of huge. Yeah. You know, I think, I don't know. It's, you really got to walk circumspectly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the weird thing about it, too, is, is like, we're sitting here saying, uh, well, I am sitting here saying, yeah, we need more leaders. We need people to do more stuff. And yet, here we are doing what we do. And still uncomfortable with it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Because we're filled with humility. I mean, and, humility. And, when, and when you were talking about um, <laughs> this, the person that was, uh, I guess, promoting us, wow. like when when we talk about other people doing positive things, man, we, I mean, I know we, we talk them up, right? Oh, yeah, because yeah. Cause we're inspired by them and we like yep. that and we like to see people doing good stuff. And so, of course, we're going to say positive stuff and say, yeah, we're, we support that. Yeah. And so I think part of what I should do is kind of like take my, again, take myself out of it and see it from the outside looking in. Yeah. And then, you know, like, uh, kind of like what I was talking about rather than looking through the glasses, then just to take them off and look at the glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that way maybe I can, you know, understand. <laughs> I, I, it would help. Right. Like yeah. kind of wrap my head around that because like, uh, who was it that, that referred to us as media talent? I was uh, Orville. Orville, yeah. Orville. And when he said that, and I got a kick out of it, so now every once in a while, I'm you know just joking around too. It's like, oh yeah, media talent, yeah, because that sounds it just sounds like so such a lofty thing to yeah to to say or to have someone say about you, and it's true, I guess you know yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> it sounds weird. I don't like media talent, and like I've even heard people refer to us as like doing journalism. 
I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Voice journalism? Yeah. And I was kind of like, what? Banana. B A N A N A S. I got myself tongue tied trying to sing that song. Hey, real quick. Um, Okay, yeah, just go real quick. And then, like, uh, yeah, the servant leader, man, it was just like, I remember back in, like, uh, my firefighting days, man, there's like, so if you've never been wildland firefighting, let me let me explain the structure to you real quick. <laughs> so there's the crew boss. He's the, he's the head honcho. He's the guy that's in charge of everybody. And then there's squad bosses. Um, and then everybody else sits under the squad bosses. <clears throat> man, I had... One squad boss, I remember. That was that type of person. Like, all right, you guys go, you know, um, like, you know, go dig that ditch. And then he'd go stand and sit on the hill and smoke cigarettes the whole time we were doing, like, we were chinking mine or, you know, mopping up in the black. And it's like 100 degrees out, and plus the smoldering hot spots. And we're, we're cooking ourselves out there, and they're just sitting over there in the shade smoking cigarettes. And, man, I... I used to send me through the roof. Oh, and would, God. And a couple of times, you know, I'd go over there and cuss them out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then. Give like, them peace of your mind. Yeah, gave them peace of my mind way out, you know, 100 miles from nowhere out in the sticks. Tell me what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> so since we out here, you got nowhere to run. I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> Man, those were some, I mean. Some of the hardest working days in my life, but some of the funnest too, man. Doing that yeah. kind of work because uh, it was like it was like being on a team again. You know, everybody's working together, and we're always joking around. You know, man, you get twenty plus natives together on a trip, it'll be funny. Yeah, and it always was. You know, it always was. But anyway, I wanted to go ahead and get into this list real quick. I'm just going to read through it, and then if there's any, uh, so this list is ten principles of servant leadership, and. There's just like words or phrases, 10 of them. I'm going to read through them. And if there's any any one of these, like if one of them, there's like a like a write-up for each one. But if there's okay. one that you guys want to touch on more specifically, let me know. And then we'll go to that one. So 10 principles of servant leadership. One, listening. Two, empathy. Three, healing. Four, awareness. Five, persuasion. Six, Conceptualization, seven, foresight, eight, stewardship, nine, commitment to growth of people, ten, building community. Is there any one of those that you guys would like to? I disagree with empathy. Empathy? Yeah, because empathy, you can empathize with somebody, but it'll never move you to action. True. Whereas if you have compassion, it moves you into action. And I've said it before, like when you... Mm. When you look at, like, Jesus in the Bible, he didn't empathize with people in their situation. What he did was he had compassion and he acted upon their situation that they were in. Um, such as, like, the woman at the well, you know, she had the issue with, with uh, being married five times and, and, and all this other stuff. But, like, she encountered Jesus Christ that day and, man, she went back and told the whole city, you know, or, yeah. or, or even the time when Jesus ran into Legion and he was casting those demons out, and those um, mm. those demons were like, "Hey, man, don't send us into, don't send us like into the abyss, like, man, send us into these pigs." Yeah. So Jesus, like, 
being so full of love yeah. and compassionate, even on his enemy, he did exactly as his enemy asked. Yeah. And he cast those uh, those demons into the into the pigs. Ultimately, the pigs ran over the cliff and into the water. Yeah. You know, so I think like when I think about it, it's like leaders have to be people of compassion. Mm hmm. Because it's too easy to empathize with somebody in their situation and not be moved yeah. into doing something for that person. Yeah. So would you say, do you think like compassion is like a Actually, part of empathy? Well, I was just I think it's different. Uh, I think you can empathize but never move your feet. Yeah. I'll well, in this real quick, before you say something, I just wanted to read this. Like this write-up on here says empathy the better you understand individuals in your team, the more effectively you can support and serve them. In turn, this result is this will result in improved team performance. So that kind of like an aspect of empathy, but not like the full on. Yeah, you know. So that kind of almost sounds like compassion. Yeah. But I, my question was going to be: Can you have compassion without empathy? Or and, and, and I think I, there's overlap. I, well, yeah, I was going to say because I think there is, but but I don't think you know you take the I mean empathy. I believe has to be a part of it. I don't think it's like this just this single thing on its own island. Oh yeah, that's yeah. What I was trying to say right yeah. because I don't think you can have compassion without empathy. And like if I don't know what it's like for you to have blurred vision, then I won't. I then I it'd be harder for me to have compassion. Yeah. And like, okay, I, I, what can I do to help you, right? Well, yeah. But if I kind of think of, well, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what he's going through. I mean, I've never had blurred vision. And, I can't know, empathize with that. I can't empathize with that. So yeah. why so would like, I have to? You wouldn't uh, get him in the car and drive him over to the eye doctor by Starbucks. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> even if I did, maybe that would be more out of a sense of um, obligation yeah. mm. rather than compassion. Mm. And so, and I'm not trying to, you know, blow your argument out of the water. I'm not saying that. Like, you made some really good points and they're valid. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that I don't, I, I personally don't believe you can have compassion without empathy. So, yeah, I think it's like an aspect of empathy. I believe so. Yeah. I, I believe so. I, I think I kind of, mm. I, I guess it, it's just like, okay, for me, like I'm on the front lines, right? And I hear people all the time. It's like... <laughs> They they have the good intentions, but there's no follow through. Like yeah. I've invited so many ministers out here. Yep, and they're like, "Oh yeah," but you know what happens when it comes time to it? Nobody's out there. Yeah, and again, and again, <laughs> and you I, know it, what I mean? Yeah, but, but that that mm -hmm. to me just kind of means or it sounds like they're putting that empathy on an island, right? Yeah, well, like that's as far as it's going to go. Yeah. But I think that's a stepping stone to the next level, or or it's like you said, there's that overlap. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't have one without you can't have thunder without the lightning. Yeah, no, I get it though, and and I think I'm I ride with that too, like what you were saying. Yeah, no, I think because I've did I did the same thing when I was out there doing the same work. I invited all these ministers to come. Like, hey, I'm gonna go out here and this day or you know this week I'm available. These days, man, just let me know when you're gonna be in town. We'll go out there and talk with them. It'd be good if they hear from you. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, you're doing good work. And then that was it. Yeah. I'll pray about it. Yeah. You know, like, and it's like, come on now. No, because I, I did. <laughs> and, and I think that's where, like, I kind of disagree with, like, ministry being, like, so ministry is a form of leadership 
Um, but this is where, like, I disagree because, like, I realize, like, if there's not a microphone around and there's not a camera around to capture that moment on the street, mm. then the person doesn't want to offer their services and their time. True. You know? True, um, true, true. So I've kind of learned to, like, call their bluff, mm-hmm. especially for, like, ministries. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, and and I'm not, like, attacking. I, I love, like, I'm loving that, but there's you have your doers and then you have your freaking people who are like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt, because, I mean, we see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, especially, like you said, in your work, and, and um, it almost goes back to kind of what I was saying about just your everyday average person saying, oh, we need to do this, and we need to do that, and this is what's bad, and this is what's wrong, and then that's it. Yeah. And what's what, the solution? Uh, um, almost, like, yeah, like, okay, rather than what can I do to make things just a little bit better? Yeah. How can I make your job easier? And without, you know, the the glorifying or the the recognition or the... the I'm going to pick up this trash right here. Can you take my picture? Yeah, Yeah. the photo op. I was just about to say that. (laughs) You know, like, and then it's like, okay, oh, man, Randy picked up this amount of trash. Nobody was around. I saw him, like, get down and pick up that piece of trash and throw it in the garbage. Let's all applaud him. Ah. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Sharing. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Which kind of leaves the whole freaking original thing of like, okay, that was on the trash. <laughs> or that was on the ground. Pick it up and throw it in trash. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think if if you go about it the right way, that sort of recognition mm-hmm. will come. Yeah. But I don't think you should go into it with that in mind, with that being the oh, number one yeah. thing on the list, right? With yeah. your live button, yeah. like right at the ready on your on your home screen. Yeah, because then it's to me it's disingenuous. Yeah, right. It's like I'm I'm going to work and doing my job so I can get a paycheck. Yeah, but at the same time, like when I think about it, I'm doing a service, yeah. and it might not be the most glorifying job in the world, but I'm doing a service. And there's been times when I've been up at the hospital. And uh, some of those workers up there say, oh, what do you do? And then I tell them where I work. And, oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. They had to, almost to the person, once they find out where I, what I do for the, the actual hospital, Yeah, they're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And then we appreciate like, you. Yeah, we appreciate you. And mm. like, oh, well, awesome. And, you know, and so, like, I, I mean, I understand that. Like, I, somebody's going to need this. Yeah. And just the fact that, hey, I get to pay my rent at the end of the day, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I'm employed and I get to say, "Oh, I have to go to work." Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to. I get to. I get to. Yeah, I yeah. get to go to work. So I think, like, and then he said it too, like the intent. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what you're saying is that you actually can see under all this facade and say, "I know what your intentions are," because yeah. you're, you're. It's not what you say, and I've said this to a lot of people. It's not what you say; it's the message that we receive, mm-hmm. right? True, 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 true. Yeah. And I think it, I think you guys all shared good words. Ditto. Ditto. It's real good <laughs> when I say real good things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. And I think, <clears throat> so if you're out there and you're like, you don't know where to start, you don't know, you know, just, just start working on yourself. Yeah. You know, working on what are your intentions? this situation in this circumstance like if you want to start a talking circle or if you want to start this or you want to start that like really doing that self-inventory to get going in the first place like um and even now to this day 
I got to put myself, you know, do an inventory, put myself in check out. Like, what are my intentions here? Uh, I do that continuously. And sometimes, you know, my motivation is like, it's coming from that addictive thinking and manipulative. And I'm like, whoa, hold up, man. I got to hold up here. I got to slow down. I got to slow my row. Um, Because I don't want to be the reason for any kind of downfall for whatever, you know, for this podcast, for the talking circles, for my career or, you know, whatever. Um, So I got to continually put myself in check. And like, that's where that intention comes into play for me. Did you ever see uh, that movie robots, that cartoon back in the day? It's kind of an older one. Sixties. Oh, not that old. <laughs> oh, that was that. Was that an age show? <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> I was like, hey, "What is this guy thinking about?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in the when you first started talkies, <laughs> back when we first got your color TV. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's a guy on there, and what he says is, "You see a need, fill a need, yeah. right?" And, and it doesn't have to be like this. You know, go out and change the world all in one day type of thing. You know, you start with yourself and then move outward from there. Yeah. And you can start with the small things. And I think that's the best way to do it because you want to, you don't want to take on too much. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're not used to that kind of uh, service work. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, um, maybe I can go to the meeting and I, oh, you guys need, uh, coffee's almost out. I, I know how to make coffee. I can yeah. do that. Yep. Or, you know, um, cleaning up and wiping down tables after everything's done or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And like, if you're in the community too, and you say, well, you know, I see a lot of trash on the street, get a couple of your friends together and say, Hey, let's go out and pick up trash. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe other people will see you. And then some, you know, I know, especially on the res, it doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's watching you. They know what you're doing. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing. So if they see us doing positive things or they see you doing positive things, no matter how small, then it's like, you know, that I think that kind of thing will spread, right? I mean, that kind of action is just, it's contagious almost. Yeah, and it all, yeah, and it just all it has to start with is just one person. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, that's how revolutions are born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it was one or two people saying, hey, this can be fixed. Let's yeah. let's start with this, and then we'll move on to the next and the next, and then pretty soon people are like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's okay. Mm-hmm. And now there's people doing it, so I'm part of something, and then more people jump on, and then pretty soon, man, you're changing the world. Yeah, and yes. that's and that's yeah, yeah. And I just think about you know as we're going through this whole conversation on this episode, you know, we just celebrated MLK Day, and like he was definitely a servant leader. You know, he called the people to action, but not only that, but like he led the marches. He got arrested. He got, you know, he got abused. He got shot with the fire hoses. And ultimately, you know, he was bringing about change through this movement of love, but it was affecting the people in power's money or they felt threatened that it was going to affect their money and they killed him. Yeah. And and that's a good example, too, because of all the good things that he did that people try to discredit him because he was not a perfect person. You don't have to be perfect. No. Eliminate him at first. Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect person. So just get that out of your head. Like, oh, I have to be this way before I do this. Yeah. No, I think um, one will lead to the other, and I don't think, you know, it's chicken or the egg thing. 
Yep. Um, but I think what really affects that change is to put one foot in front of the other. Absolutely. Yeah. And just really keeping your intentions pure because, I mean, we're human. We're going to mess up. You know, yeah. I've, you know, had to make amends numerous times with individuals, you know, um, throughout my seven years and some change, you know, I just had to make amends with my son the other day. Yeah. Um, I had to humble myself and make amends and say I was wrong and apologize. Yes. You know, but that's a gift of the red road, you know, having that relationship with Iqbaratia and making mistake and then seeing for seeing it for what it was and then going back and, you know, making amends where, you know, in my addiction, you know, I've just been like, ah, I'm the I'm the parent. He's the kid. He needs to get over it. Yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of feel that too. But um, a lot of people have to make amends to me. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting on a lot of them. Still waiting on a lot of you guys to come and apologize. I know. I'm still waiting for you two to apologize <laughs> to me. <laughs> Knowing that you're, you were talking about, you were talking about service work. I said what I said. You were talking about service work and it reminded me of the second house that me and my daughter lived in. We lived in a townhouse with one of my friends and we had the downstairs, but man, we would have this running joke because every morning, like, especially around now, like we go outside and man, there were steep stairs. You know, mm-hmm. like those old wooden, oh, yeah. they're real thick, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, but we would go and we, we would do the whole thing, like clear out, clear off the thing, the stairs and sidewalks every time they would do it, dude, they would only leave like a little space, like for them on their side of the steps. What? Cause yeah, we shared the stairwell. Yeah. But their townhouse is right next door. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. townhouses are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we shared a stairwell. It was us two. But every time they would get out there before us, rather than like make a path for all of us, they would freaking just clear off like a foot of theirs. Yeah. Like on their side by the rail. Yeah. All the way down, you know? Yeah. And then when we would do it, like we'd do the whole thing, like that used to piss me off. I'm uh, like, man, you guys. I feel that. Yeah. No, I think, um, man. In my neighborhood, man, the people, my neighbors that are around, man, and, and I think they look forward to shoveling snow all year long or something, man, because it's barely even snows, man. They're out there with their snowblowers, and they're out there with their shovels, and, and I'm just like, man, we got to wait till the snow <laughs> So they're, they're shoveling while it's snowing, and then they come back out again an hour later and shovel again and use their snowblowers, and it's snowing the whole time. It's like... What are you, t- like, I don't know. I, I want to say something, but I don't want to. Just chill. I know. I was like, just chill, man. It's going to end soon. You can get out there. You don't got to be doing all this shoveling, you know. We'll get to it. I'll I'll just say, to I, think they, I think they get a hard-on for shoveling snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to try their <laughs> snow machine or their snowblower. You only get to use it three days out of the year now. Right I know. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Has to be. Because they're out there like one flake hits the ground and man, they're out there. Or it could be just like self-preservation. Like Maybe they don't want to ice up? Yeah, well, I mean, like they don't want the mailman to wipe out and break a hip on their property. So, Well, we have like a community mailbox. Well, the milkman then. Oh, you guys do? Yeah. 
So like every so far on our every so often on our street, there's just like a community mailbox for all the houses. Everybody walks over there. And I, I wonder wait. why they do that. Huh? Wait <laughs> I wait. Goes. I wait till everybody goes. Wait till the coast is clear, and I rush over there and get my mail and head back. I want to talk to nobody. <laughs> you ain't my friend. <laughs> Got my pajama pants on and flip flops. I ain't take my snowblower over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. Any closing words on servant leader? I think we beat that one into a pace. Into a mouse paste. Yeah. Mouse yeah if you want to lead, things. learn, find a place to serve. True. There you go. So, yep. you know, if you, if you really have aspirations of being a leader and, and that's a God given. You know, desire. Yep. Um, man, find a place to serve. Yep. Volunteer. Because yeah. in that sense, leadership isn't what you think it is. True. And it's really not. Like I said, like, yep. like just, just to mirror, like, the whole Friday deal, like, man, it's awesome. It's amazing. But it's kind of disheartening when it's just a leader at the end. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, all right, cool, man. Good words, good episode, good energy, good jokes. Oh, you mother fathers are just funny. <laughs> You're some funny mother fathers. Episode 119, the mother father episode. That's for all you mother fathers. <laughs> all right. Thank you for tuning in this week. All our listeners all over Flat Earth and to our unspoken words, disciples keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Uh And with that, we are out and we'll be back next week with episode 120. Uh Better than ever. Peace be with you. Deuces. And also with you. And also with you. Uh Uh-huh. What's up, Holler at your boy, this is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.